So for episode four of *A School of the Sail* season two, Leonardo comes back on the scene. He is very much so reintroduced to the story. I am not happy to see him because he's annoying. Um, he still has it out for Dario, and I guess I can understand that because not really because he loved his wife and his child so much, but I think that Leonardo is not the type of guy who ever wanted his image to be blown like any other normal person doesn't want their image ruined, except he was doing things that were shady that he was doing to ruin his own image. Nevertheless, it was Alma's uh, infidelities that he can only focus on those because those are the only ones that ruined him. Not what he was doing, the extra stuff he was doing that had nothing to do with her. Um, therefore, he still has it out for Dario. Him still having it out for Dario means that he links up with Inigo and he links up with him and, and starts to show him what he thinks is evidence that, you know, he needs to distrust Dario. He shows him a picture and says, yeah, this is the guy that ruined my life. And Inigo doesn't take long to be convinced. My my little fantasy about Dario having somebody died in this episode, just like Julieta, because he immediately was like, I'm going to rip his freaking head off if that's the case because obviously um a parent is not going to be taken out it about somebody having killed their child possibly so leo has to take him to the edge pushes him off the edge and then when you know and Yigo is ready to you know fall off the roof like his daughter did he has to snatch him back and say hey don't go guns blazing we have to give it some time we have to be careful about this because if you don't have all your ducks in a row you end up looking dumb and Inigo kind of you could tell Inigo is gonna do whatever the hell he gonna do but at the same time he lets Leo kind of stop him from going directly to Dario's room and killing him which is a good thing because Dario wasn't there yet anyway where was he he was rendezvousing with Alma. He and Alma are in the bed, rendezvousing at some other hotel room. And she's like, we don't make sense. Nothing that's going on right now makes any sense. And Dario is like, let's me and you just go somewhere and make a life that makes sense. And have a life together that makes sense. I love that because of obvious reasons. But... The fact that he just wants to be with her. That part of whatever this whole thing is, I love that. And I just can't help liking it. Alma's like, no, we can't do that. Because leaving right now in the midst of an investigation over your damn ex-fiance's you know, death is going to make you look suspicious. And as much as I can't stand Alma for constantly rejecting Dario like Dario had every right to leave Mexico and get his life because you can only be rejected so many times before you're like fuck it I quit and he's back in the game with Alma but she just rejects him at every turn and 
honestly, at this point, I wish that there was somebody else that Dario could expend this passion on. Because I just feel like Alma just, she's going to be in denial. She's never going to come out of denial. So they pack it up and she gets ready to go. And when she leaves, a detective that the lead investigator, her name is Eugenia. She has someone tailing Dario in his every move. He confirms with her, hey, do you want me to go after Alma? Because she's about to leave. And the the lead detective is like, no, she's small fries. We want the big fish. You keep your damn eye on Dario. None of them are smart because Dario was in the back of the truck with Alma laying down so that she could get him back to the hotel where the father did end up finding him. He knocked on the door. He was like, Dario, Dario, knocked on the door. And at first it looked like Dario was still gone, but he came out of the room in his robe and was like, ooh, I was in the shower. What's up? The father's like, you need to come with me because we got some things we we need to get together for, you know, I can't sleep, couldn't sleep all night because I was supposed to be walking my child down the aisle and I just cannot do it right now. So he's like, give me a second to put my clothes on. He puts his clothes on and they go cut back to Esteban. Esteban and Bug are having a little powwow. And Leonardo calls her and says, hey, I'm in town. I know you linked up with Esteban. Matter of fact, I know you're probably right there right now. Pass him the phone. She tries to, and Esteban resists as long as he can. But Leonardo blows them up until Leonardo, excuse me, Esteban has no choice but to take his phone call. Those two end up linking up because Esteban and Leonardo are brothers and Leonardo is the elder brother and so he's like you know what's up little brother you know I know you still got beef with Dario so why is you playing and Leo is, says something that just makes no sense to me he's like I need you to help me first of all I know you hate Dario so that should be enough but two I need you to help me um get Alma so that she doesn't lose her mind even more and it's like okay you trying to keep her from liking him is ways that is gone that day is dead she and him are going to whatever they doing they're gonna do that and your marriage is already over why don't you go get your little teeny bopper and relax because why are you inserting yourself in the middle of this again so you know before he leaves Inigo's company, he tells Inigo, you know what? I don't personally know the lead investigator, but I know somebody who does. And it's obviously his little brother, the ex-cop. So I'm glad that Esteban went to the crime scene. He went to the hotel because remember, Esteban's an ex-cop, so he always thinking in cop. He goes up to the rooftop of the hotel and he starts to do his little, you know, his little Columbo job. And I'm glad he's fooling around on the crime scene simply because he's finding things that will exonerate Dario to the official authorities, but are going to confirm to him that he did it. Like, I, I'm not necessarily glad that, you know, Esteban will have just that much more ammunition to use against Dario. I don't think Esteban gives a hell about Dario being 
possibly behind Julieta falling off the roof. But I do think that is just yet another thing in his arsenal that he has against Dario and he'll be able to dangle over his head in some way later. But what he did was he found what I think is he found one of her opiates in some kind of a pottery that was on the roof. It kind of fell in there. He found that and he put it in his pocket. Like I said, I'm glad because the authorities, the policia, they won't find it and have yet another clue against Dario. But even though Esteban is over there doing his thing, they were able to recover a pinky nail that um, like the entire nail came off and it was bloody and they checked it for DNA and it was Dario's DNA that they found in her fingernail. So unfortunately, they swooped in on Dario and arrested him. But before they arrested him, he and the dad had did their thing up in the room and all that stuff. And he went over to the house, some house, I think it was his house, Inigo's house. And, you know, he's doing that whole, I know that you did it tone. Just tell me the truth tone with Dario. And Dario's kind of peeping the game and he's, he's trying to keep it cool and trying to kind of keep the conversation on the, you know, on the level so that he doesn't have to excuse or make an excuse or lie about what actually Dario is trying to keep the conversation as far away from what happened on the damn roof as he can but in Yigo is so emotional he can't by the time they make it back to the hotel and get in front of the damn fountain where everything happened and Yigo is at the end of his rope he did the best that he could to keep it all in but Alas, he had to kind of confront Dario. And when he did, he just called him heartless and said, you acting like it's all good. Your ass was on the roof. You know what happened to my daughter. Tell me he punches them. They fall in the pool. They they tussle and they fighting. And then the police roll up and say, Dario, you have to come with us. You're under arrest, you know, for suspicion of, you know, we found your DNA on that girl. And so they go down to the, the station Something I found so incongruous, y'all know how I am now, shot game incongruous, was that uh, Dario had on like a white button up that wasn't buttoned at all. It was like one button was buttoned, everything else was exposed. I love that. And he had his little black blazer on and his black pants, tapered, fit really nice. But when they got to the police station, he had on a black turtleneck. I thought that was kind of hilarious because it's like, what police let you go upstairs, dry off? and put on a fresh outfit before you go to the police station they normally do they do that in mexico they might do that in mexico who knows but um they got him there and they're confronting him with the we know you did it you were there this and that in the third and it's like damn how is he gonna get out of this because it, it's overwhelming it's damning the his version of the story of the story is that you know my father-in-law he wanted to have a drink which is true he came up to get me which is true I told him that I left my phone in my room true he said I went back to my room and fell asleep now Dario anybody who knows anything about true crime knows that you don't go back to your room and look for your phone and, and fall asleep unless you took some damn night quill even if you took some night quill what would the situation have to be for you to be looking for your phone so hard that you get in the bed curl up under the covers and go to sleep 
you know, so Dario, not a good liar, which to me lends him a lot of credibility because he sucks at lying so bad that it's so obvious. And so he's like, I went back to sleep and I'm and and then everything else happened the way it happened, you know. And they're like, Yeah, what ifs that didn't happen? And so the lead investigator is in there and she pulls his sleeve back and she sees his bandaged arm and she's like, Yeah, you got that while you were asleep too, huh? And lo and behold, Alma actually has some uh real usefulness for once, other than showing everybody her her boob job. She has a real purpose now. And what is that purpose? Apparently, and I do vaguely remember this. I know that she was a, um, she taught a class in the university where she was teaching at when everything, you know, when her life was normal, she was a university professor where she lectured her students and all that. And apparently that degree that she had was attached to a law degree that she parlayed into a teaching gig. So who swooped in to save the day? She swooped in. She rolled up. She came through. And she was like, I am Thadio Geta's lawyer. And what are you doing questioning him without a lawyer present? And the other investigators are all like, yabba-dabba-dabba-dabba-do. You know, they're all tongue-tied. They can't formulate any sentences. Because when you call the police on they shit, when when you don't allow them to steamroll your ass, they're off script. And they couldn't come up with a good enough answer. Because wasn't no damn good answer. As long as that lawyer comes and he wants to invoke, you guys have to back the hell all the way up. And that's what she did. She came in the room and not only was she there as his lawyer, she came with an entire alibi. She broke into the room and said, Dario Guerra was not there at the time of the death of Julieta because he was with me. With me, baby. Like with, not a TH, with me. So I don't know if she's going to go the whole, he was consulting with me route, which is kind of weird. Like, why would he be consulting at midnight on his wedding eve and shit? It sounded like her tone was like she was saying, we was getting it in. So what? You know, so he looked at her like, OMG. But almost, he was in shock. The police were kind of in shock too. Everybody was in shock to see Alma. And Yigo, when he saw Alma, he was looking at her like, damn who is this storming through the police station and all that so he looked like he was kind of you know trying to figure out who the fuck is this and what the hell is going on um notable mentions stuff i forgot to mention the first thing i'm gonna say before i forget it is alma smokes again hooray i'm so happy that alma smokes again y'all know how i am about smoking in tv shows i feel like they want to they want to present this purity culture like nobody does anything other than stay kind all day or something and it's not real she smokes again i'm glad esteban he's staying on the no smoking no drinking path so i i can't report that he smokes again but i'm i think i'm gonna i might have a party when he starts smoking again i'm just saying another notable mention was that when the police did their little sweep of julieta's room they found alma's card in her room so I'd love to I'd love to know how they how she's gonna talk her way out of that one. Um another notable mention in this episode specifically, 
uh, bug went back to the scene and not the scene, but she went back to the medical examiner, let's just say her little friend and asked him for some more information about fractures and stuff on the body. And he, he, you know, took her to the side and they kind of talked and he was like, let's do this and that. And she was kind of like smiling and like, yeah, that's a good idea. And, da, 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 da. and who rolls, who, who's stalking in the background? Yes. The girlfriend, you know, let me just say this. I kind of hope Bug and the girl don't work. Hey, y'all know how I am about people matching. And this don't even have nothing to do with the whole GL factor, the girl's love factor. I don't care about that. They don't really make a good match. Why? Because they're too alike. They're too similar. There's no, um, they don't have any kind of correspondence. I don't know how to describe this, but, you know, Peter, peanut butter and jelly go together. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, toast and butter like uh strawberry and cream they complement each other they don't really complement each other because they're so alike like their style they have that same lazy grunge going they have that same hairstyle you know like bangs uh ponytail and then hair in the back they have that same lazy punk look like everything about their style just has a, just put lazy in the front of it and that's how they look their bodies are lazy, like Alma. She's fitter than her freaking 19, 20-year-old daughter. You know, you have to make these things coordinate. And when you are 20, your body is not frumpier than your mom who is in her 40s. I am sorry. I don't give a damn what kind of working out you do. At 19, the fountain of youth is still on your side. You should still look tight and right. I am sorry. You might not be blessed with beauty. But your body is still tight and right. So you might be ugly with a good body. You know what I'm saying? So I, they don't complement each other well because they so much alike. Another thing is the girl, the other girl presents herself like she's never been with a man. Like she ain't never thought a guy was cute. And it's like, girl, you ain't never seen a man that was cute ever. Really? So anyway. She could, she presents herself as, ooh, I only like girls. So I guess that makes her superior to Bug somehow because Bug is like, fuck that. I, I'm I'm just going to go ahead and take one of everything. Like, if I like it, I like it. And I mean, damn, if you really want to be free, girl, you might want to kind of take Bug's theory about being free. They don't really match. And she is way too jealous i mean seriously i don't even think it's the whole sexuality thing with her i just think she'd be the creepy stalker jealous type whether or not you know it was a girl a boy a plant a car doesn't matter she seems like she's very high strung and very high maintenance bug walked into a problem there and i don't see that ending any other way but messy but i want it to be messy because the medical examiner who lets her go in and do a, you know, a generic um, autopsy on people too. He is gorgeous. He is gorgeous. He's got like that whole dimple in the middle of the chin thing. His hair is kind of long. It's tapered on the sides and the back, but it's kind of long. He's got that smolder. He's got like an epicanthic smolder going on. He's cute. He's tall. And to be honest, even though Zoe's frumpy and looks 38, they compliment each other well because he's like six four and she's like five six or something and they look good together because he just brings out the beauty that she doesn't have and he 
and she does whatever she does to compliment but they look good and he looks good and honestly i i don't know if i would be stalking you and stuff because it doesn't she didn't come with the bug she's all like behind a csi van looking at stuff so it's like girl why are you stalking your damn girlfriend yeah you could have just went with her but um so he looks good he is a very good looking guy but honestly there's zero zero sexual tension between them two when when zoe was having sex with dario there was zero sexual tension the only reason why there was passion there is because dario has the passion he has it within himself dario could be kissing a lamppost and you would be like oh damn you know like that because he just he has enough passion for everybody whoever he dealing with he 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 come to a party he's like bring your own passion Dario brings the passion and then they bring the music or something. So I look forward to the jealousy between um, those three because there's zero, no chemistry between them. None. He's cute, but that's it. So I'm interested to see that. Um, what else is notable in this episode? Okay, Liz, I have some, I have some observations about her. Number one, director. Thank you for Liz had these had this dream wet dream where she was getting it in with dario and um i'm so glad that they used somebody else it was an obvious stand-in who was supposed to quote unquote represent dario now dario did have a scene where he got it in with julietta but i guess they felt so bad that she was gonna die that they said okay viewers we'll let you go ahead and see him with another woman other than alma so i'm just gonna act like i'm not bothered by that because i'm not because she's like not a threat anymore but Liz, I'm glad you guys didn't have him with Liz too. Maybe y'all felt like, you know, three is too much. Two was cool, but three is too much. And y'all let her get it in with him. So I'm glad that y'all didn't use Dario there because, you know, we viewers are a little possessive of, over the people we want to ship together. And Liz, I don't know. We don't want to ship with Liz. Um, and she woke up and she was distressed by this dream she had even though it was a wet dream guys how many people are mad when they wake up from a wet dream come on guys nobody so they go to the um you know digmatized anonymous group and she's sitting there and she's looking at alma and she paying so much special attention to alma because alma looks like she's not there she looks like she's sitting there but her mind is wandering and it is because um in the first scene with alma and dario for this episode after she told him, um, it's kind of a terrible idea, us running away like this. And also, we're not going to tell anybody we're together yet. So I'm happy that they're officially together, but not at the same time. Because what's the point of being with Dario if you are rejecting him at every turn and you don't want to let him make you happy? I mean, come on, girls. And you guys, I don't give a damn who's listening. Come on, y'all. How many times have you ever had a man say, or if you're a man or woman, say, come on, let me help you. Let me make you happy. Let's let's be happy. Let's go and do us and let's make our happy ending or right now or next day or whatever. Let's do whatever we have to do to be happy right now. How many times have you ever had that said? And then let's put a cherry on the top of that because maybe y'all can say, oh, I've had that. Okay, you had that. Have you ever had that with somebody that looks like Dario, though? You know, everybody has that one relationship that was like never going to work, but you wanted it to work anyway. 
okay, what if that guy would have said that to you? This is what Alma has. And she rejects him at every turn. Like, you know, the guy that just was never going to work for you, but everything else about him was perfect. If that guy would have acted like he had some sense and would have been your Romeo or whatever, oh my God, how nice would that have been? And Alma's like totally rejecting that. And when you look at this show, even if you don't look at it, go go Google it so you can see what Leonardo looked like. And what Leo is not ugly necessarily. He ain't ugly for his age and his job, but he's so fucking dry. Dario is juicier than what is really juicy, guys. He is juicy. And when you see these two next to each other, you will understand exactly what I mean by dry and juicy. Dario is so damn juicy. Oh my goodness. Back to Liz. Liz, girl, you ruined your damn life. You did. And you decided to stay ruined. And that is your damn fault. Liz is a little older than Alma you could tell because she's actually older than her like physiologically older than her and because of that I feel like they had to give us a um a scene of her showing off her assets if you know what I'm saying so she did that when she had her little fake Dario wet dream one thing I will say about Liz is Liz is all fucked up can I say that because she ran out of Alma's car episode three now because you wake up with a wet dream from Dario. Instead of saying, thank you for waking, thank you. I'm glad I woke up from that, like that. But she had to go and say, I think I can help you. After Digmatized Anonymous was over, she rolled up on Alma and was like, I think I can help you with your problem with Dario. And she hugs her. And it's like, bitch, this is a little too late because Alma was dying for some help last episode so that Dario wouldn't pull her back in. But she's back in. They're so back in that she's totally together with him now. And now Liz wants to roll up and be all helpful and shit. So she gives her a hug and she kind of puts her number in her she didn't kind of she gave her her number and all that um the last observation i'm gonna make about Liz is um we know that Liz is an older woman who you guys are trying to sell us as being vigorous or whatever fine whatever but you guys are using the wrong lipstick on her Every girl loves a good matte lipstick. There are girls out there that don't like the matte lipstick, but any woman who does makeup in this day and age has got some damn matte lipstick in their arsenal. And all mattes are not created equal, are they, girls? You got the velvet mattes. You got the you got the mattes that are like, how the hell did this get out of the factory and onto human beings? You got the matte that's more like a, it's more pasty. You got the matte that's more smooth. You You even got some mattes that almost have a little bit of shine to them, don't you? The mat that they're using on Liz is cement because she's older, y'all, and older lips are going to show signs of aging more readily than younger lips. And this concrete-ass mat y'all putting on her lips, in addition to the color y'all using, it's like this muted coral kind of color. Not coral. Um, Let's say like a... um like a, a rose type of color but a muted rose and it's so dry guys it is so dry it makes her look her lips look like they are going to start to crumble in a minute you know how a flower looks when you've had it for like three weeks a rose and how brittle it is her lips look brittle 
producers if Liz is still alive at the end of this season which i will not be mad if y'all killed her off so then y'all can ignore this part but please it's it's possible to get some moisturizing matte it's also possible to put a little chapstick on top of it you know blot it on there so we still get the matte effect but it's not dry because it looks dry it looks painful it looks like it's gonna crumble and it makes her look a lot older than she is she older her teeth long but she doesn't have to look that old because you're trying a lipstick that isn't working. They have mattes that make your look lips look nice, neat, and together. And they're not shining like the sun. But they're also matte. So you guys might want to look into maybe a creamy formula. Because that right there is not working. And we girls, we pay attention to that. Because even though you guys seem to think that you're airing this on Showtime or Cinemax or something. Uh the the demographic of this podcast is women so we're gonna notice when a woman's lipstick isn't right so it isn't alma also y'all could step her wardrobe game up but you know she's doing the casual casual i was gonna say casual chic no chic is there not this season but she's doing casual okay so i hope that next episode when she stands in as his lawyer and his part-time lover that you step her game up so she can at least present herself with some confidence and her her style game will come back. Alma was doing some things in the first season, at least with her makeup. Let's bring that back. So that's the end of episode four, and it's called The Other. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you've been enjoying these episodes so far, and I will talk to you on the next one. <laughs>